Hey, and welcome to another episode of Jay and Ross Talk Shit. I'm Ross. I'm Jay. And, uh, yeah, this is the uh, fourth week of restoring Jason's faith in cinema. Uh, we've had three movies so far, right? We mm-hmm. had, um, we started with Cabin in the Woods. Yeah. It was a success. Success. Uh, second week, we did Kingsman. Wasn't a success. Wasn't. Close. Uh, but yeah, not. but not quite. And third week, we uh, did Ex Machina, which was another success. Mm-hmm. So, uh, before we do all that, I guess, uh, I don't know, what's been going on lately? You had a show this weekend? Yeah. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming. You and yeah, Reba. of course. Thank you for uh, letting Drunk Reba come out to you as well. <laughs> yeah. I love Drunk Reba. Yep. And, uh... <laughs> She's uh, my favorite character ever. And, uh, <laughs> she, she has a lot of energy. <laughs> yes, she does. <laughs> Trunk Reba. <laughs> she, it's, 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 it's hilarious. I was, I was kind of glad uh, that like towards the end, like it, it wasn't a lot of people in the crowd, so when she was just goofing off and like talking back to some comics, they were into it rather than it being like a heckler type situation. Uh, it's like, oh, the last thing I want is like... If, she said, but yeah, it was, oh, yeah. I think they actually appreciated that. Oh, if bit. I knew drunk, oh yeah, because like, when I went up and then the crowd was a little stiff and like, they were kind of like, eh, and like, yeah. you know, uh, especially like the first two comics, everybody was just kind of like, eh. Oh, hold on like, a sec. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Jason's walking around out of the mic area. Hey, hey, I'm, I'm, I got space now this week. I got yeah, space. Yeah, we're recording downstairs where Reba and I usually record firsties this week, so um, it's different. <laughs> yeah, because usually the first couple, that's why I hate going like first or second or third. Yeah. Because uh, usually people, you know, aren't drunk. Yeah. So they're a little they're harder. not warmed up, you know. Yeah. You know, it's uh, and same things can be said if there's like a shitload of comics. Like if there's like fifteen or sixteen, and you're fifteen or sixteen, yeah, then yeah. Everybody's, everybody's like, tired of it. We don't care if you're Richard Pryor. We're over it. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We don't care. And uh, so yeah, man. I think thank you for coming. By the way, I appreciate it. Hope you had a, a good time. We did. Uh, the part afterwards was less fun, but that was nothing to do with you. What so. the fuck happened? So. Uh, we had parked in this parking lot that I guess like it was attached to a church or something, and they were like there were just people out there like a family out there dealing with like charging for parking. So it was like ten bucks to park there. Mm-hmm. We're like all right, whatever. We didn't know that there was just parking outside the club and it was probably fine. But uh, so we did all that, paid them our ten bucks. They didn't tell us that they stopped doing that at ten p.m. So we get back and our car is locked in completely. Oh. There's no like. They, uh, there's actually a sign on one of the exits that says exit out other door that they had written and put up, and then the other door was locked with a padlock. Oh, what a <laughs> bunch of assholes. Yeah, so we had to, we were going to Comic-Con the next morning, which is like, how the fuck are, are we going to deal with this? Cause, oh. Yeah, so we, we, I was furious with them because, yeah, they didn't inform us of that at all. Uh, there's two numbers posted. There's one for the LAPD which was a disconnected number. <laughs> and then there was another one for the towing company, and Reba reached them, and they just said, yeah, good luck. <laughs> They're like, we can't open the place. It's, you know, that we'll, they would tow us in the morning and make us pay hundreds of dollars. But right. They wouldn't open the thing. So, yeah. We- oh, dude, I hate, <laughs> I hate technical shit like that, man. I had, like, a small one just the other day. I canceled my American Express card. Oh, yeah. And, uh... So they were like, hey, do you want, like, a confirmation? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then, like, so 
for some reason, like, I changed the address, but they didn't change my address, so uh-huh. I still have the 2804 South Norton right. address. And, um, <laughs> so I'm like, hey, could you just send it to my new ad- address? I mean, you've already confirmed who the hell I am. Yeah. I've done your little test. I passed with flying <laughs> colors. They're like, no, we, we only have it set up, so... Right, it's all automated. We could, uh, do that. We could send it to this one, <laughs> to this address. It's, it's like, like you, you can't just change the... Ad- you don't have the technology? Is that what you're fucking telling me? <laughs> Pretty much. A mil... A- Billion dollar company doesn't have the technology. There's nobody whose job it is to like enter the address and send it out. It's just the computers will send it wherever it's set. So you'd have to change it. Yeah, it's all system. Yeah. It's ridiculous. So like they they told me because like I don't have the car anymore. I like cut it up. Yeah. And uh, and so they're like, you will have to get a replacement card, and then change your address. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not gonna. Can't do you that. like change it online? Yeah, and then like. The guy was like, I was like, can I just get an email? Well, like, without the without the security codes on the card. Oh, so you don't have those anymore and you yeah. don't know what they are. Yeah. And, like, but then, like, he said he couldn't send an email confirmation, and then I most definitely got an email confirmation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Well, the system can send you an email. <laughs> right? Uh, I'm like, god damn it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's a mess. Put I mean, a little bit of fucking money in to make it easier. Like, <laughs> you're a goddamn billion-dollar company. And they have all these different departments that don't talk to each other, too. So, yeah. like, the people you're talking on the phone, they're told how the system works, but they don't really know. <laughs> yeah. Like, and everybody's they may sorry. or may not be that. <laughs> like, it, things change all the time. It's It's stupid. Put a little bit of money in. Like, come on, American Express, I doubt you're hurting. <laughs> yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. So so we're we're we've got our car stuck in this garage. We're like, what are we gonna do? Uh, we can't get out. Uh, so we ultimately decide we're gonna get an Uber back, and then Uber there again in like the early morning, and just like be there for them to open up. So we get an Uber driver back, who is like I don't I I don't know. He was he was an Asian guy. I think he might have been Vietnamese, but I'm not sure. And, uh, you know, at first we're just like, we're all upset about it and we're talking and like, he's not replying at all to what we're saying, or he's just kind of sitting quietly in the front. So like Reba just starts venting about it, like out loud. Cause she's asking him like, how's your night been? And he's not saying anything. So she's like, our night has sucked. Our car is trapped in the garage and we can't get to it. So I hope your day and night is much better than ours. And he's just like dead driving along on his own. And uh, eventually she like leans forward and just to make conversation with the guy a little bit, it was like, well, what what do you know about like uh, this thing I read in the papers with uh, certain drug deals and things going down where they're using Uber cars so that they're not like traced back or people can't get their cars on records. He talks a little bit about it. Like, Oh, you know, there are people, uh, some, some places you go to are shady. Uh, but you know, you, you go there. Usually they, you're fine. You're safe. (laughs) And you know, it, like he said something like it, like if they just tell him to follow their directions rather than a destination, then he won't do it and all that. But, so we're just kind of talking about that, and he's like, yeah, mostly safe, not not bad. And I said, yeah, I guess, you know, the people, nobody actually wants trouble necessarily with those people. Like, you know, you go 
Like, if people are doing de drug deals or, like, shady shit and they're using an Uber driver, they don't want to get into an altercation with the driver. They just are... That's, like, a means to an end. Right. So, so I say this. I'm like, yeah, well, nobody really, really wants trouble. And the guy just goes, yeah, except, you know, black. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, did he really? And, like, Reba, Reba assumes, like, maybe he's not being racist. Like, maybe there's... So she goes, oh, like, like Uber, Uber black customers because like that's a whole service that uber has where it's mm. uber black and like he goes no no black people <laughs> and he goes 90 percent black people cause trouble <laughs> it's like what so we had we we're in this car like i'm wanting to crack up about not not because racism is hilarious but because this is the most casually racist guy i've ever met like but like hardcore racist like not just like, usually when people are being racist, it's stuff like, well, I really like the Confederate flag, but... Right, because, like, you they're know, taking our jobs. Right, right. <laughs> or like, well, I don't hate Mexicans, I just think they all are criminals and shouldn't be coming to our country. Like, things like where people say all these racist things that, like, think that they're somehow... I'm not, not. racist, but... Right, you know. right. But then this guy's just straight up like, no, no black people cause trouble, <laughs> yeah. and I don't... <laughs> So, like, we were silently kind of sitting there, just like, oh, okay. And then, like, afterwards, when I got off, we just cracked up about the whole thing. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, next morning, we, we got <laughs> just kind of a side just, thing. That was see, hilarious to me. I just see his face, and, like, Reba's like, you mean uber black? He's like, like no, just, no like, black people. Like, confused. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking Of course I'm not. Don't, talking. don't be white. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like, you're giving me an out, I'm not going to take it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, yeah, so we, we got home, like, after 1 a.m. We had to wake up, or we woke up at 5.20 for Comic-Con. or Because we wanted to get to Comic-Con, but we had to go get our car, and we had no idea what time they'd open. Mm. And we didn't want to, like, get there at 9 and then realize the towing people had been there. And then have to go deal with the tow people and get pay, you know, whatever crazy fee they charge to get your oh, car Oh, yeah. I've had my car towed. Yeah. It's $275. Yeah, I got a, I got a, a $60 I got towed in Kansas, and it was bad there, but I'm sure here it's way worse. So we uh, we got up. We were out there. Like, our driver dropped us off, I think, around 620. We were yeah. there. And we were really lucky because, like, w within 10 minutes, they opened the gates, and we got out. <laughs> oh, Went man. to Comic-Con. Comic-Con nice. was a lot of fun. Nice. Cosplay girls. I love them. <laughs> yeah. Comic-Con is nuts these days. Like, like you know, San Diego always, like, they want to stress that Comic-Con hasn't really outgrown them in their convention center. Yeah. But it's just, like, a mass of people. Like, there is there was a Fear the Walking Dead display outside. Yeah. And, like, they almost didn't need a display just because the, like, the teeming masses of people trying to cross every street, it looks like just a horde of zombies everywhere you go. But, yeah. 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 It's fun stuff. Like, Sunday is not the most exciting day. Like, yeah. most of the big stuff happens on Friday and Saturday, but but it was all right. Yeah. It was all right. <laughs> anyway, should we uh, get into the movie? Yeah. So for this week, we announced last week we watched Up, or we were going to watch Up. Mm hmm And uh, I guess I should let you start with all this, since it's the first time seeing the movie. Okay, do you remember what, uh, yes, uh, do you remember what my four things were? Three I remember things? three criteria. One was originality, one was thought-provoking, or how th thought-provoking it is, and another was feeling. 
okay. and how emotionally resonant something can be. Sure. Well, I'm going to add another one. and uh, Okay. Because uh, I was thinking uh, rewatchability. Rewatchability. Right. You did mention that yeah. last week. Okay, I did. I thought I, I, I wasn't. I couldn't yeah. remember if I did or not. Yeah, it's all fuzzy as to what is like a core tenet. I guess we did kind of get into rewatchability. Okay. So, rewatchability. That's what I think hurt this movie. And didn't, really? Didn't I don't know if I could watch it again. Really? You couldn't watch it yeah, again? Yeah, I don't think so. Now, why would that be? It, it dragged a little. Really? Okay. Yeah, I was like, I was like, kind of like, I was like, yeah. In the middle? Yeah. Because you seem to be into the beginning and end. Yeah, the beginning The beginning was really good. I really, that uh, segment with him and his wife where they don't yeah. really speak is, is phenomenal. Yeah, I, I, I would say that's one of like, like, I, I don't like to get into hyperbole on, like, everything. Sure. But, like, that really is one of the best sequences, like, in recent yeah. cinema. Like, yeah, no, it's Even the last, like, 50 years of cinema, that's, like, I think one of the most in- right. incredible emotional sequences. Right. And yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's weird. I like a lot of, like, you know, openings that have, you know, like, a few minutes of just no dialogue. Yeah. And... And it just, like, kind of builds the story. Like, There Will Be Blood has that, you know, that kind of yeah. segment, you know, that's, like, f- takes forever. And, uh, and like, yeah. yeah, and you, you're like, oh, God, oh, God. And then <laughs> somebody speak. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, so I don't know if I could rewatch it again. Okay. So, uh, original, um, I mean, granted, it's, like, most Pixar films. It didn't, like, totally reinvent the wheel or anything. Yeah, um, it, it depends how you look at it. Because, you know, like, in terms of structure... Yeah. Yeah, not really. Yeah. Like, it's, it, you know, a lot of Pixar's work deals with, uh, uh, you know, being able to move past prior events or, like, accept change and accept the future. Yeah. And, like, that's really the arc here. But, like, as far as the movie itself, like, the idea of the house floating with the balloons and then going to South America with talking dogs and like the, <laughs> the with Kevin, the thing with the old serials adventure guy. Like I'd say that's pretty unique. <laughs> yeah, f- fair enough. And I, I did enjoy the every mailman joke. That was yeah, great. Yeah, all the, the mailman. The tiny mailman. <laughs> <laughs> the um, so that was great. And I mean, and, and it was really touching, you know, the, uh-huh. their relationship, you know, even though they're cartoons, it, Right. You really felt for the cartoon people. Now, which relationship are you referring to? I'm talking to the, the old... The, Carl and Ellie? Yeah, Ca- yeah, Carl and Ellie. And um, so that was really good. And mm-hmm. uh, and that's that's really why I wanted to pick this one for this yeah. week. Because we've, we've done... The first movie, you know, was kind of like just... A, it was it was sort of a response to how you'd been dealing with... Uh, or how, how you felt about, like, a lot of these formulaic movies. Mm-hmm. And the second week, it was, like, me going for something technical. And then the third week, going for something that was more original and thought-provoking, because you had kind of brought that up. Yeah. So this time, I was like, none of those movies really hit hard on, the, on an emotional level. Yeah. And, like, this does... I, I feel like this is one of the most emotional or emotionally powerful movies, even though it's a cartoon that I've seen in a really long time. That's fair. I mean, I I would have to think about that before I yeah. give it a, um, like a like a definitive yeah. answer. Um, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to think of nothing's coming off the top of my top of the dome. Yeah, because that, that that's one of the main ones I really look for in films. That's why I like Jerry Maguire is like one of my favorite yeah. movies. I'd say yeah. this is a way more powerful one than that for me. Yeah, but, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, and I think a lot of that one has to do with I really love those characters. Yeah, yeah. Like, I really love those characters. Yeah. 
um, Jerry Maguire. Like, that movie, like, I win when they win, I lose when they lose. You <laughs> right. Know, like, shit like that. It's it's kind of living vicariously through other people yeah. Yeah, situation. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I mean, I it did do that. But I'd have to say I don't think it restored my faith this week. Wow. I don't and think no so. no on up. Uh, yeah, I don't okay. think it quite did. Okay. It, I liked it, though. I didn't All hate right. it. I didn't, like, yeah. re- regret watching it or feel like it was a waste of time. I just felt like it dragged a little bit. Um, Pixar movies are kind of hit and miss with me. Mm-hmm. Um, Although this one wasn't really a hit or miss, then you're saying. Or it was, yeah. Yeah. It was I mean, it was, of... it was good, but it just, I mean, I'm... T- I mean, my my faith was in the toilet. Uh-huh. So to bring it back up, okay. it has to it has to like really really catch me. Yeah, and I don't wow. think it caught me. All right, all right. Yeah. So no on up so far. So two and two. Yeah, two, two and, two. and two. Um, I God, I I was thinking of what to show you next week, but I forgot already what I was thinking of. Uh, yeah, where I wanted to go with something to bring things together kind of mm. but i like it that you had a theme like yeah, i'm trying to, i'm trying like to it. you know go go like re- listen to what you're saying in mm. terms of why things are or aren't resonating with you and adapting you know that's actually week. pretty cool i didn't even <laughs> i didn't even know that audience yeah, so i'm trying to you know no if, bravo for us <laughs> if i'm curating this I want to do a good job. I want to. I want to. I told you that. it was going to be tough. I know. I know. Because like my faith in movies has been pretty crappy for like at least two years. Yeah. Because like, like I can't. Like and part of part of why this movie works for me, like I'm I'm emotionally connected, but I'm also just like so impressed on a storytelling level with what they're doing and how well they're doing it in mm-hmm. like such shorthand that it like even adds more to that to it. Where mm-hmm. I'm just like, oh my god, like the brilliance and like. Like, every single shot of that montage at the beginning is so meaningful in so many different ways, and they call back to it so often mm-hmm. throughout the movie. And, like, like it, it creates such a great shorthand later on for, you know, oh, like yeah, really the, tugging at people's heartstrings through just, like, an image. Or Yeah, no, I was just about to say, the, the image that really brought to my mind when you were saying that is... Uh, when he dumps everything out, yeah. and then the last scene with the two chairs. Yeah, the last, yeah, the, exactly, yeah. that last shot, right, right before he takes off again, Yeah, where there, it's just the two chairs, and then at the very end, you see, you know, the house is floated down, and is at the fall again, mm. so that it oh, stays yeah, there. Oh, yeah, that was a good one, too. And, yeah, just the entire scrapbook scene at the end, where it, it goes into the, oh, you know, the stuff adventures. I'm going to do, and, yeah, like, yeah. her adventures, and, like, it's, it's playing off of the same thing that, uh, kid said before that about how his it like some of the most powerful memories he has with his father are like the little things they're mm-hmm. not like big adventures or it's just you know moments being with him so like for you know him that's that's really the lesson of the movie for him that like she already had her adventures she lived a, or ellie lived a full life and like now he's in the next stage of that and mm-hmm. yeah yeah for sure it's very good storytelling, but it's also a weird movie where, you know, you've got all this and then you've got, like, a lot of it is, like, oh, yeah, now there's talking dogs and, like, a right. giant bird and it's about protecting the bird from yeah. his childhood hero. And, like, like if I had a criticism, I don't know how well that meshes with the rest of it. Yeah, I was just about but, to say, I think that's where it lost me a little bit. Cause yeah. It, it kind of went on that weird tangent with the bird. Yeah. And it's such a weird thing because if you're, if you're, if someone asks you, what's the plot of up, right? That's the plot. <laughs> the plot is they're in the jungle 
with this weird guy who's looking for this bird that they want to protect, and this team of talking dogs. <laughs> the most dogs ridiculous after. reason, right? Ever. But like when, like if if you ask them, yeah, plot. That's the plot. But like what it's about, it's uh, it's much more about Carl and Sally. yeah, yeah and, and his his emotional state and getting past that while still understanding, you know, that that he didn't. The fact that they never got to the fall wasn't a failure. Like she was still happy in her life. Right. Yeah. And yeah, and I and I love those scenes where like you, you see the money. Yeah. And then like they have to break it because of a flat Such, tire. Or, right. Like, you know the bullshit, the facts of life. You know that. Yeah. Happened. I was like everybody. I think anybody, twenty two to. 85 <laughs> totally can, like relate to that and just the juxtaposition in that scene like I, I, I forget who said it uh, it was some critic that like if this sequence had been done in the early silent days of film like this would have been considered like one of the most monumental sequences and like something that like Damn. because like it's so powerful with montage and juxtaposition and like like you said, like uh, cutting from the flat tire to immediately smashing the jar, yeah. and then uh, oh god, what's the next thing? Or yeah, like breaking the tree, his arm, right? Breaking the, the arm, yeah, and like the tree. each time smashing the jar, just like showing that each one of those setbacks, and then like later scenes where they make it clear that the jar is just sitting on a shelf somewhere in the background. So like still in their thoughts, but it's all shoved to the back because regular life takes over. Mm-hmm. And then her fastening his tie, and just like the sequence of all the different ties. And starting with a young man, and then once you see the final tie, him being an old man. Just, like, such a perfect representation of the way that, like, day-to-day life and work, like, starts to become the primary thing. And before you know it, you're older and you've moved on. And, like, it's it's just, mm-hmm. it's a brilliant sequence. Like, <laughs> I almost feel like if I had just shown, like, that sequence alone, right. and then the, not the rest of the movie, would have been a better chance. Probably. It yeah. probably would have been. Yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Because, uh, I mean, yeah, I'm... Kind of like with Kingsman, if I'm, you had just seen the church scene, right? and you're like, that was awesome! <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I'm starting to appreciate words more now that I'm writing comedy uh-huh. and I'm writing shorts and yeah. I'm writing... Um, because I used to not really appreciate words like at dialogue all. dialogue or... Yeah, not really. I mean, um... I'm appreciating more, like, even with, like, music, I don't really, I never learn lyrics. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I learn guitar riffs, or I yeah. learn drum beats, mm-hmm. or bass lines, you know, like, that, I like that a lot more than, like, even my favorite bands, like, somebody's like, what are the lyrics? I have no idea. Yeah, no, I'm, you I'm know? the same way in a lot of cases, and, like, like you know, I think there are musical genres where lyrics are really, like, important, mm-hmm. but I think in a lot of cases, it's a lot less significant than just... Like what, like what resonates with people with music is the musical beat or the rhythm of, uh, or, or like if it is lyrics, then it's more about the way it's sang and the way that that works into the piece than it is what they're saying right. a lot of the time. Which like, I mean, and, and there's, and there's ex- yeah, the, I was just about to say, with the exception of maybe Bob Dylan and Johnny Cash. Yeah, folk other than and, that, yeah, and sometimes country when it's not like new country. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, not that I'm thinking my tractor sexy. <laughs> right. No, right. thank you. Um, I don't have sex with people in my bloodline, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, so, I mean, and so I, and I have to listen to him over and over because like, I mean, in all fairness, Bob Dylan, if you don't really listen to the lyrics, there's a good chance you're not going to like Bob Dylan because yeah. his voice is awful. Yeah. Yeah. It's and, true. And, yeah it's- and his guitar riffs are, and his music are 
basic at best. Yeah. 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 I don't know. I, I have appreciation for certain levels of that beyond just lyrics. But yeah, I would agree that a big part of Bob Dylan's draw is, is his writing. Yeah. And yes, I, I would, I would agree. Like that's with, with cinema too. Like once you start writing more in your case, jokes or like shorts and in my case, occasionally like working on screenplays, like it, you do pay attention to dialogue and yeah. you also pay attention to like rhythm and beats and, like in this movie, mm. the com- the comedy beats are really good. Like the mm-hmm. timing of this movie, I think, is really excellent. <laughs> yeah. the, that opening scene with Russell's great when he reads the thing. Hi, I'm the <laughs> troop sixty nine or whatever, yeah. whatever it was. Yeah, and then shuts him out, opens the door, <laughs> and, and he immediately starts, starts again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, moron. It's very funny. <laughs> uh, I, I I even like like the timing of uh, the scene where Russell's just on the porch, like in the corner, like yeah. hiding, and then like he asks if he can come in and there's just a perfect amount of time uh, before he just goes no <laughs> shuts the door and then it gives you just enough time to laugh about that before he opens up it's like alright come on in like there's it, it's even even little things like uh, like when Russell's hanging from the garden hose towards the end after uh, the house is started moving again, and he's, he's like, sliding. "Yeah," and it goes on <laughs> just too long, <laughs> so that it becomes funny again towards the end. That he's still sliding. The funny, the thing. funny part about, uh, in my opinion, is what I really like. This is the bad guys just like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just staring at him. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, his like, reaction. What the fuck is this kid doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so I mean, I, I I think this movie does a lot of things well. I, I really. Oh like, yeah, and and yeah. like I didn't hate it. Right. I, I it liked it. I enjoyed yeah. it. Mm-hmm. I just, I mean, wasn't uh, enough to. It wasn't enough. Faith it wasn't cinema. enough. Okay. God, I need to think of what uh, what the next one I wanted to show you was, because I I had something in mind where I was like, oh, this would be this would be a really good. Mm. And in all um, fairness, I haven't really hated either one that didn't do it. Right. It just wasn't enough because like. Yeah. It's kind of like, like right now I'm like uh, a movie has to score like a seventy percent. You know what I mean? Yeah. It can't be just half. Okay. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, this was like fifty five, really? sixty. Okay. I was like, I was like, I liked it, but it yeah. just didn't like blow me away. I'm not gonna okay. buy it. I'm yeah, not, yeah. You know, I mean, I might buy Cabin in the Woods. That's yeah. my favorite so far. Yeah. You know, Ex Machina. I'll definitely watch it. I'm probably gonna watch that again. Yeah. Um, and you weren't sure last week if you would too. Yeah, but now after we, did, after we did that podcast, um, after I was thinking about it, and, like, I kind of want to go see from, like, the points of view and try to watch it from, like, a point of view of, like, a feminist. Side, yeah, yeah. You know I, mean? I thought like, that was very interesting. I, I didn't even think of that, mm-hmm. being the testo- the ocean of testosterone that I am. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, that, that, that was a really cool thing about that movie is that, yeah. like, you can try to think of it from each person's point of view and yeah, it kind of changes. I kind of want to watch it with the fem- I'm, I'm going to go through my Facebook. I want to find, like, the most hardcore feminist I know <laughs> and yeah. see and watch it with her. Okay. I, I kind of want to do that just for the end because, like, me, I was like, wow, what a bitch. Yeah, That was my reaction, like, at the end of the movie. And then, like, but then, and then I was like, you said that. And I was like, oh, I can kind of see that. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I'm still not totally <laughs> sure I agree with the idea that it's like, oh yeah, sure, leaving the guy that whatever. But, right. but like, I I also understand like on an emotional level where that 
makes some sense. Yeah, because I mean, from. even though he had probably weird intentions and maybe creepy intentions or yeah or whatever, I don't know. He still did the right thing. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe if they had a scene where like, I mean, that this, I mean where it'd be more direct like after they get out and he's just like hey and he tries to like keep her as his yeah then it would be more direct but then i think that's i mean obviously that's what the director and writer wanted which makes it brilliant it's like yeah you want the different point of views to start a discussion yeah so because i don't i don't know if i quite see it yeah i'm like damn like but you'd like to yeah the dude was kind of you know he's a social outcast and a weirdo too yeah. It wasn't like he was like, and then, you know, I don't know. <laughs> so. Well, interesting. Yeah. So, so far, two successes, two failures. Um, I don't know how many movies we're going to. Are we going I thought best we were doing, three out of five? Or? I thought we were doing best of five. All right. We could we could do that. That puts a lot of pressure. This puts a lot on of pressure. One. We've, it's uh, do or die, Ross. Yeah. You'll never my, see another movie. For my soul. <laughs> Yeah. No, I, I I don't know if that's true. Yeah. Just because uh, by my house is uh, most definitely a movie theater where every Sunday it's a dollar fifty. Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm gonna take a chance. I'm gonna take a big chance because this movie was apparently a piece of shit and it lost a lot of money. Tomorrowland. I kind of want to see Tomorrowland. Yeah, I, I still do haven't too. seen it. It um, seemed interesting. The trailer I saw seemed a little. It was like, okay, this is. This has uh, piqued my interest a little bit. The uh, the clip they showed in front of... Oh, God, I want to remember... I can't remember what movie it was, but one of the movies we saw, they had a Tomorrowland scene mm-hmm. that I really liked. I thought it was a great sequence. Yeah. And uh, Was it where she's, like, getting her stuff it was, uh, from uh, the cop? And no. Like, okay. It was uh, her going and meeting George Clooney's character for the first time, mm-hmm. and, like, they get kind of attacked. Yeah. And, like, it's this really cool little action sequence inside his house with all these cool little gadgets he has set up and stuff. And I was like, yeah, that's yeah, good. I, I, I'm I interested in it. Like, I guess what a lot of people didn't like about it is it's, like, all about positivity and, like, yeah, a good future. And, like, but then, like, the whole the whole conclusion is just destruction. So people are like, okay, so you want an action movie where, like, at the end it's like, oh, cool, a bunch of shit exploding while also trying to be like, you know what, we can build a better future. <laughs> but it's Brad Bird and, like, I'm... I I like Damon Lindelof who wrote it. Who uh, he was one of the, he was one of the Lost showrunners. Oh, okay, and like I love Lost. Uh, it, not everything he's done has been perfect in film. Like uh, Prometheus, a lot of people hate. I think I'm okay with Prometheus. I'm not. I'm kind of kind of middle of the road mm-hmm. on it. But uh, a lot of people hate him for that. So mm, damn. I don't know. I I'm interested enough in Tomorrowland. Yeah. I just haven't seen it. Yeah. So I mean. Uh, so like I said, every Sunday and every Tuesday is a dollar fifty. Yeah, that's a pretty so, sweet deal. Yeah, uh, I mean, what am I out a dollar fifty? <laughs> yeah, and I might as well take it because I, I mean, because the reviews of it were just it was mm, it was like, down the middle. Really, it was like I saw fifty fifty. Maybe I just didn't. Maybe I, maybe I need to check. Rot- I mean, I didn't really check Rotten Tomatoes. I was just yeah. Kinda, a lot of people trashed it, but yeah, it was, it was well, everything I read was like this movie. D- deserves to die and people have like really yeah people had really strong feelings both ways there are people yeah. who are like Tomorrowland was excellent and then yeah. the others are like nope it's trash don't see it yeah. and yeah I, I I like movie or I like seeing movies that are divisive like that yeah like whether or not I like it at least it's like exciting to go into something and not know ahead of time like oh this is probably really good or this is probably really bad right. like you're like I don't know 
But because it, then, then it lost all this money, and I'm like uh, instantly thinking like, oh, John Carter, you know, or yeah. something like that. And that's know? another one that like a lot of people will defend. Really, people say John Carter was actually pretty good, but I didn't see John Carter, no. so I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to see that movie. Yeah, <laughs> that's one. I'm. Uh, I'm good. Well, and, like. Or the Lone Ranger. Again, both of, it's funny you mention that because John Carter and Tomorrowland were both directed by people who kind of like they they worked for Pixar for a long time or they made Pixar movies. Huh. And like, like Tomorrowland is Brad Bird who did The Incredibles. He also did Mission Impossible Four. Okay, and, like he he's a good director. You mean Tom, did, you mean Tom Cruise's commercial, <laughs> right? His, but his, his car commercial. Mission Impossible Four is pretty good though. And he also did uh, uh, Iron Giant, the animated I film never with saw Vin that. Diesel. So, like, he's got a great... He's got some great projects in his yeah. history. It, so it's weird to just be like, oh, this one just sucks. But maybe it does. And uh, and John Carter was uh, Andrew Stanton, who did... I think he did Finding Nemo, and I want to say he did Wally e too. Okay. But Those I, are two of the... I think those are the only... Those are two Pixar two, movies I haven't seen. Yeah, yeah. Well, you've got a number of Pixar ones you haven't seen now, right? You haven't seen Toy Story 3, uh-huh. or... Uh, um, I don't know. You probably I didn't see any of the either of the Cars movies. I saw the first one. Yeah. I don't. Uh, I may have seen the second one. Yeah. Second one was the one everybody said was really horrible. Yeah. Uh, I first one was alright. Yeah. First one. Yeah, that's kind of what I heard. I didn't see it, but yeah. people said it was fine. Yeah. And uh, Monster University, I never saw either. Man. Was a uh, Paranorman. No, uh, that was uh that was the same company that did like Coraline. And, oh okay. Yeah. I like that one. Box rolls. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't Pixar, but mm. but they they had a pretty good track record. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I wish I could remember what I had thought of for next week because I'll I'll look over my movies again, but I'll post it on our thing if we figure that out, and I'll 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 maybe let you know ahead of time, <laughs> so you're not totally blind on it. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Any, any last words on up? Pretty good for this week. Yeah, yeah. All right. All right, so two and two, down to the final movie next week. Uh, We hope you'll join us. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) Cliffhanger ending. Dun, dun, dun. This is the all hope is lost moment of a movie where it's like, oh, man, are they really going to pull it off? (laughs) So... This was this, this is, is the, the Empire Strikes Back ending right? of our podcast. Did Goose just die? Oh man, Goose oh, no. just died. I hope that he, you know, or Tom Cruise can gain the spirit. I, to I really hope so. Come out on top in the end. I know, right? I don't know, man. Goose is dead. Goose is dead. <laughs> Spoilers for <laughs> Top Gun. If you haven't seen Top Gun right. by now, go fuck yourself. That movie's older than us. Okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> At this point. Just yeah, that's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we'll catch you all next week. And thanks for listening. Yay.